0: Welcome back to Who the Fuck Are These Guys? How are you, Mako Shark? Good,
1: Maddie C. Very good, mate. How
0: are you? Episode 31, we're back again, and here we go. Don't worry about how am I. The listeners don't care this week. The week's about the Mako Shark, the Samantha Shark, and have we got a new arrival shark?
1: We do, mate. We do. It's happened. Baby Shark has arrived, Maddie. Little Evie, she's here. We're excited. Uh, Couldn't be happier, mate. I'm, uh, I'm on cleared nine. I'm also on cloud, not that
0: much sleep. It's been great, mate. It's been great. <laughs> <laughs> it's a commitment to our listeners, the boys. We we haven't missed an episode, and there's been two births in that time. Pandemic, births, yep. all sorts of things. Hey, um, you, do you feel any different, or are you just sort of still the mako shark? Do you reckon it's taken the hard edge off you? Have you softened, or are the listeners still going to get the I same think I, s- <laughs> I think
1: <laughs> I have softened a, sh- a tad, a shred of softening, I reckon. It's, uh, it is oh, a strange feeling, Matthew, as I'm sure you're aware of. You just have this yes. little uh, little baby just sitting there that's your, your child. All of a sudden, every other kid you've ever met in your whole life when you were kind of like, oh, yeah, it's nice, okay. It's just a bit different, isn't it, when it's your own? It's very strange. So
0: she's here. Oh, yeah. I and, had a strict uh, rule of not holding other people's kids. I was the same, mate. I was always like – Tash panicking, man. going, oh, you're going to be the worst, you know. And then as nah. soon as your own baby, it's your baby, then you can – I just don't want to – you know, there's no need to really do it when they're, like, so young. People ask me, they go, you want to hold it? And I've always said, listen, no one's going to benefit from this
1: operation. The kid's not going to have any fun, and I'm not going to have fun. So let's just not hold it. But I reckon, bang, I snapped into dad mode, baby, and I was holding this bad boy. Like, I was holding her straight up, and I
0: reckon we're going, we're going well. Do you do the skin, do you get the shirt off, the Mako Shark moo off, and you just do the old skin yeah, 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 to skin scenario. A little bit. Yeah, touch a skin
1: to skin. And we'll get a bit more skin to skin going in the few days to arrive. But yeah, yeah like no, that. it's fantastic, it
0: gets them, it's... You know, It gets your smells and they know that you're the you know, the big the big Mako shark of the house. It's just uh, yeah. it's a glorious time. And I can see you're in the car. So the commitment listeners, the man's out of his house. It's freezing. It's winter. He's in the meringue. There's a creek across the road. The weather would be absolutely uh, volatile conditions there. And he's sitting there in his moo having a whiskey in his car. So don't ever say that <laughs> we're not committed and nah, we mate, don't give you don't weekly content. Hey. Uh, yeah, no, yes. I was going to say, we've
1: brought her home today. This is day one at home of a new life. She's, uh, she's been fucking delightful all day, but just decided to butch up a little bit here around dinner time. So I thought I'll duck out. I don't want to get the screams in the background, Matty. We're running a professional pod here.
0: <laughs> we certainly are. We're running a professional pod. We're running episode 31. It's been a big 31. I'm just going to give you the greatest 31 that's ever played the game in Dustin Fletcher.
1: I'm going to go James
0: Adley right there, right between the eyes. <laughs> Fantastic. So, hey. We've got a pretty big episode. It's going to be a little bit shorter than normal because there's no UFC and, and the like. And obviously, you're day one at home with a baby. So we're not going to ramble on this week. We're trying to just sort of trim the fat a bit, aren't we, in, in recent weeks, just to get towards maybe closer to an hour. Um, what can listeners expect? Who have we got on? Um, what has been ha- else has been happening other than babies? Well, first of all, we're going to thank Palmerbet, the great sponsors, Australia's
1: finest gambling agency. Gamble responsibly at home uh, if you're going to... Do a bit of fluttering this weekend. They're fantastic. They're coming at you as always. But uh, look, this week, Matty, one of our favourites. This is exciting for us. I reckon it's exciting for a lot of people. Our Mm -hmm. first guest, Matty. He was our first ever guest on this podcast back in episode two. We're at episode 31 this week and we thought what better than to bring him back, the great man, big daddy, Julian James, Australia's greatest man, to be honest. Let's be honest, Matty. Come on. And he's back. He still rates top five. Still rates top five. Mate, we've had Jeff Finnick, we've had Barry Hall, we've had fucking Jamie Malarkey, we've had all the big names, we've had so many big the names, all of them.
0: And he outrates, except Buff Bagwell, but that's yeah. to be expected,
1: you know, but uh, he's Buff a big rating. Buff Bagwell went show.
0: viral as well, remember, too. Like, Buff they were the help of all the internet
1: nuffs. Yeah, well, Buff is the stuff. But Big Dad, he is the stuff as well, and he's he's on this week, mate. Wrestle Rock, if you don't know it, Australia's greatest wrestling promotion is on this week, so we thought... Let's
0: get him on. We'll chat some. Uh, we'll chat some wrestling. We'll talk some turkey. And I reckon it went well, Maddie. It went fantastic. Look, it was a, it was a jam packed thirty seven. Again, we had to keep it short because this was actually done while you were in the hospital. So mm-hmm, again, talking mm-hmm. about commitment, we're potting with a baby and a one two day uh, out baby. In, in, you know, within arm's reach of you whilst chatting and talking the shit with one of the great men. And we've tell you what, geez, we've been tempted to get him back on almost fortnightly, um, but we just. <laughs> Yes, oh, no. We did 37 with our eyes shut. We did 37 off one breath. We did 37 easier than anyone's ever done 37. And I tell you what, uh, I reckon it's a minute, Sorry, a maximum of 30 episodes between before we get him back on. Uh, it's well, we've done be every 20. Um, we've done 31 you now. You're
1: not 37, but uh, look, sorry, that's... 31. You know what I mean? I jumped hey, we, I we've started. somehow managed to survive 29 episodes without the great man. So, look. <laughs> We've got a lot to come. We do, as always. We've got a lot to talk about, Matty. But we might as well get into it now. Yeah, take us in. Take us in. We've got the great man, the big fella, big daddy,
0: Julian Ah, James.
1: Huda Mate, it is my absolute privilege and delight to welcome back not only our first guest on this podcast history, but also our first ever returning guest. He's Australia's greatest man. He is Big Daddy Julian James. How are you, son?
2: Gentlemen, who the fuck are these guys? Thank you for having me again. First guest, eh, back in and what well, sorry, what what are you up to? Like episode 30? 31.
0: 31.
2: 31. There you go. Mm. Well, I, I want to say congratulations to you guys for that. And that is a huge achievement, especially in this day and age of, oh, everyone's doing a podcast. I think the ones that get past that, you know, first half a dozen, if they're lucky, they do it because they're passionate about what they're talking about. They're not in it, trying to get themselves over, and the podcasts that do go the distance is because you're passionate and knowledgeable about what you're talking about, which I think comes through to all, all your listeners. So congratulations and uh, keep going. What keep a wrap. What a wrap. R- uh, we, we,
0: we, Thank we, you. We, good luck. It's not going to be a self-suck, <laughs> suck this, because this could quickly turn into a real sort of fellage on all of us. We can oh, all yeah. just sit here fellating. <laughs> but <laughs> you, you are, our numbers tell us that you are still our second or third highest oh, rating. Oh, so really? You've got, oh, no, you think... got Bagwell. You've got Fennick. Now you're still there. I think there. you've dropped down
2: to fourth,
1: mate. I think you're down oh, no, to fourth. Look, fourth, fourth.
2: If it's fourth behind those guys, then I'm still I think
1: bloody bad. bagwell has got, got you. Big bad big, Barry Hall big. got you, yeah, and a few oh, others. But James yeah. Rates, mate. I tell you, I tell everyone. James <laughs> Rates.
0: I, I would like to say to you, you you uh you came on our podcast and then it seems like you went on a world tour of pod every time I turn on Twitter, it's like, hey, I'm on the do you ever get sick of actually just your pals and all your contacts saying, Come on for a chat or do you enjoy it? Oh, well, it's it seems a good like time. Do to, do it.
2: Yeah, it's a good time to catch up. I mean, you know, it's uh you've gotta watch a little bit, but other people might be listening but other than that it's hey, okay. i get to spend a uh evening chatting with with my bros here so um well I'm mate happy.
1: we we i love talking to you i could do it all day every day and we do that a lot on the voice memos but there is a reason we've got you on here today julian and it's uh the big event coming up this week wrestle rock the greatest yeah. wrestling promotion in australian history let's call it what it is yeah tell us what's going on james this weekend is it
2: this uh, Friday, May 27th, yep. Corner Hotel. Uh, we're back. Uh, it seemed like every time we announced the show, a new variant would come out. So fingers crossed, legs crossed. Monkeypox,
1: James. Monkeypox. I, oh, I, I know. Shit. Oh, Fucking God.
2: Monkey, <laughs> monkeypox, monkey <laughs> monkeypox. Yeah, there'll be some monkey flips at the Corner Hotel, but hopefully no monkeypox. Um, so, yeah, Friday night, getting back into it. We've got uh, it, it's our biggest show. And I'm not just saying that. It's actually our biggest show. Is it going to be a big one? It's going to be a big one. I was going to say the (laughs) catchphrase for the end. But it's actually our biggest show where I didn't, I I sort of made a little run sheet here so I could give everything a plug. And it wasn't until I looked at it that I went. Oh, it's a big one. I went holy cow how am I going to get through this I like a nice I reckon I've got 45 minutes in me these days these guys have got got me padded out to about 90 minutes so um so it's going to be wild. So it's a big show. We've got uh, Dangerous Curves. Uh, they're providing the soundtrack. They'll be doing two smoking hot sets of 80s-inspired uh, LA party rock. That's what uh, we so like. Check them out. Yeah, check them out. And um, we've got matches. I don't know if you want me to give you a quick rundown of
0: the card. Just give no us give us some of the, the matches that catch your eye and that might get the punters sort of uh, frothing at the mouth for a bit of action. Give us the ones that really are uh, looking forward to yourself.
2: Okay, well, I'll start with the big one, the main event, the Wrestle Rock <laughs> Championship, the ultimate rematch. Uh, five years in the making. Uh, Crackerjack defending the Wrestle Rock title, which he hasn't done before. He's been banking on the Freebird rule with Brother Gore defending it on his behalf. Crackerjack's coming out of retirement against the man who retired him five years ago. Lover boy, Lockie Hendricks' son. So yes. that's going to be a big, big one. Fight. That
1: is big that's, fight. That's going Mate, to be huge. Can we go yes. through bloody Jack just for a second? That man—he's yeah. the mad yeah. bastard, obviously. Yeah. But how long's he been
0: going out? I thought he might have fucked right well, off. He's been retired. Because I was going to say, is he was he a shoot retired or was he actually? Because it looks like he does put his body through hell. Yeah, he's
2: yeah he was got himself
0: sh- yeah.
2: shoot retired, and uh, I think uh, semi-forced retired. Like yeah. he was. Yeah. I mean, what he's done to himself—you don't—you <laughs> uh, don't come out of that without some consequences. Uh, but yeah uh look let's see friday night if he's got a comeback left in him it could all be over by saturday morning again but if
1: uh and he's uh, a gonna... rock champ is he the champ yeah he's so my he... favorite wrestle rock champ outside of craig cole just don't want to slip that right in there <laughs> <laughs> sorry we'll push right on k the main
2: event is going to be huge <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, does
0: one keep, how does one keep a, a Wrestle Rock belt when he's been gone? How, does he, how did he obtain that belt, by the way? He was
2: that special guest referee in a match that all went to hell, as it gotcha. often does, and he hit that Britney Spear move and no one was around to make the cover, so he made the cover himself and won the belt.
1: I like so You're it. telling me like uh, who booked that? That's the Terry spot, isn't it? The WrestleMania 9 spot. coming much. Come in as the much. And, and walk pretty out Terry. <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> who let that fly? But um, that's what happened. And ever since he's been, I don't know if you've seen Brother Gore before, the snuff daddy. I <laughs> this like guy. Him. I'm, I'm on Brother snuff. Gore, the
0: snuff daddy. He's my man.
2: No, if you he's saw in the Babel? The, he's in the Babel. He's in our base stable. If you saw the size of this guy, if you got him there, look him up. He's a beast. He's masked. He's tattooed. He's we, jacked, um, And he's an we, animal.
1: Can I have a request? Can I get a, a, tr- a six-man tag? You can get three other people. I don't give a fuck about I want you, Big Daddy. I want Snuff Daddy, and then I want Buff Daddy. Let's do it. Oh,
2: the daddies.
0: The daddies. The daddy trio. The
2: daddies. The daddy. Tell you
0: what, the daddies. There's some legs in that.
2: There's some daddies. Mm,
0: Money. Mm. Just don't tell Herbie Herbie the idea because he'll squash it with a half-assed attempt and ruin it (laughs) so no one has fun because he's the fun police. Well, speaking
2: of the naval, of the (laughs) Navy, (laughs) Mm-hmm. That your mate who, who was given that gimmick, he's coming back to Wrestle Rock for the first time. I think since that, JXT is uh, claiming that he's coming back to rebuild Wrestle Rock, the brand that he built on his own back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But he's bringing a, a gentleman with him from South Australia named Matt Hayter. I don't know if you've seen his video. That guy's maybe a few stubbies short of a six pack, a few nuts short of a Snickers bar. They're teaming to take on big dude energy, and I'd say that's some big
0: dude energy. <laughs> big I heard dude. you like some big dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to speak to you, and big I wish dude. to speak to you. I big wish to speak dudes. to some big dudes. That's, that's going to be a, a big good, uh, good, uh, good match. Mm. Oh yeah. There's a there's a name that's not that I haven't heard you say it. I'll give you a chance. I mean we've only been talking for four minutes, but where is he's, he's fucking Gene or is he sort of has he forgotten where his where his bloody butter's bred that blood? Oh, is he has he yeah, moved Jane, on to bigger and you know, what's he doing? Gene.
2: Gene's <laughs> priced himself out of the market. We oh, need come to back on, Gene. Up the yeah, to back up the Brinks chuck for James.
1: Gino Gambino, he does demand big dollars and lots and oh lots yeah. of chicken.
0: How about went, the fucking dinners that bloke has? He has some, some of the biggest midweek sort of, of and that sort of bleed into a cigar bar that isn't cheap. He must be uh, – he's on the squid. He, like you said, he's priced himself out of the market. And he's forgotten where his he's, he's, – uh, he's, he's, uh, I guess his butter's bread. Because you, you gave him a chance, I reckon, when no one sort we, of did.
2: We put the rocket on his back and launched him up to the top of the siglo bar <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well he may for the listeners he may or may not be we don't we don't like to give away future guests but we may or may not have gene on so i'll be you know i'll, I'll give gene some hard-hitting questions if he does come on this pod because i'd like to get his uh, mentality around not being a part of a james pr- production because i think it's the only production to be a part of personally but anyway
2: there you go nice on. plug
0: Hey, we've, been, uh, no, said, we've, been, we've been crying out for 15 years to get on
1: board a fucking james product and we can't get on the bill
2: well you know i'll keep pushing
0: it has <laughs> gotta you, be you some guys few, don't come gotta... cheap either
1: that's true we don't now especially i tell you what you've missed the boat here too
0: yeah, you probably have, but look, there's always the doors. Our doors always open. We're not. We don't close off to any opportunity. So if the creative minds can find a good spot for us and it works for both both parties, we're open to it.
2: You know, that's we... it. And you guys, of course, get creative control.
1: There's going to be always, a lot of, brother. Can't
0: always going to have one, creative one, brother. control, brother. That
1: one's not going to work for me, brother. <laughs> <laughs> what else have we got, James? Keep going. You've got uh,
2: Aisha. She's going up against Chanel Phoenix. That's going to be a hard hitting. The women are going to go it. Uh, you've also got... That sounded uh, erotic. <laughs> uh, you've also got uh, Murdoch. He's a new up-and-comer. Bad attitude. I like him already. Hell of a of the, uh,
1: the Rupert variety.
2: Rupert. Not of the variety? Rupert? No, not of the Rupert, of the Rupert no. variety and not of the howling mm. mad Murdoch. That's an A-team reference that you guys might or may not get. And he's going up against our boy from South Australia, Robbie Hart, our boy from the foyer. Oh, Robbie I love Hart, the boy from, from the foyer.
0: The <laughs> boy from the
2: foyer. He came, we, we went to the boxing with him.
0: We had Robbie probably Hart. the greatest. Um, I'd never met him before that night, but because of that night, we still send this the cheeky message to each other or we'll just enjoy each other's work on the socials. And we can always find a way to sort of pretend that we're going to catch up in a foyer. And it like we actually get legs, and then it never happens. It's so ridiculous. Like there's a big event coming. Do you want to just go and have beers in the foyer and reminisce? Yeah, it'd be good. And then we like, I'm sure we then think, well, this is silly. We're not just going to go and pay for a ticket to sit in a foyer. But it, it did, it did combine us. It was the foyer that, uh, the, the was, that who, uh, was that a chock fight?
1: <laughs> it was a chock fight. Oh, I missed it. I'm no, stealing, no, it stealing. wasn't. It was Danny Green. Oh, Danny, it Green. Was Danny Green. Yeah, you're right. Um, Danny Green.
0: Danny Green, someone, another bum that he fought, and uh, yep. it was the night that the great... Um, Russell Gilbert? Gilbo stole Gilbert. the show in the foyer. That was where Russell it all came from.
2: Yeah, that was all the foyer. And I saw Robbie Hart was down here a few weeks ago for Renegades of Wrestling at the Collingwood Town Hall, and I hadn't seen him in a while, and I ran into him in the foyer, and I said, in the foyer, hey, in the foyer. And he just lost it and fell on the ground laughing. So, so he'd, love to, he'd love to catch up
0: with you in a foyer somewhere, That's any foyer. Any, coming to a foyer near you, Robin. Fantastic. Yeah, so he's on. So he's be on. In a,
2: yeah. Will We've he also got. Be in the foyer or in the ring? Yeah, I think he'll be in the ring, but entering via the foyer. <laughs> There's a, the, now, this one you guys are going to love Ant cover. He's got a real one of those heads on him that you guys would get um. behind. Built like an Adonis. He's got a, a manager, Skyler Cruz, the influential Skyler Cruz. He's got the first ever Kava Classic. It's an Ooh. arm wrestling challenge. Oh, now, boy. Is, I know. This is Malarkey. Oh this is Gaga. And to me, this is what professional wrestling is all about. <laughs> so we're gonna, we don't know who's going to step up to the Cava Classic. It could be anyone. For
1: it could the be the Mako Shark. Been, it could Ooh, be the Mako Shark. Don't let the cat out of the bag.
2: It could be. I don't, well, I don't want to say. I was going to say. It could be Buff Bagwell. But I don't want to put Yachty. that out there. It
0: could be Yachty. It could be the young his daddy. bicep off. He had a, a, a tendon bicep injury, but this could be the comeback for the tendon. It, test it out. Test it out. <laughs>
2: so that's going to be. He's going to have uh, the first ever cover classic. It's the first ever, but it's already a, a classic. Uh, and what else have we got? We got oh yeah. And so brother Gore. Uh, Cracker Jack's brother, the Snuff Daddy, he's going up against someone making uh their Wrestle Rock debut. Another big boy, Big Boris, Big, big Old Boro. Boro. Big Old you know, Bossy, Big, not big thing, not and Daddy. Is, uh, all this it's,
0: is there, There's a bit of a theme with Big and Daddy, and it's all sort of. There's oh. you're trying to sort of infiltrate your own uh, alias into all these. Is this? A, are we seeing subtle sort of? ego mania yeah. running wild here or is it just a, you know it seems it like might they're trying to sort of get little little links in all fighters here the we're saying my,
2: my influence uh spreading far and wide so it's big Boris. Mark. Versus big, uh, what's he called, the snuff Daddy? <laughs> I don't want to say a bad word about him because he'll eat you. And we've also got Delta versus Tarley, another uh, women's match there. So I think I like covered most of the card. Uh, it could be she was born to try, um, but no, Delta, she's uh, she's got a quite impressive look about her. Google her too.
0: All right, I I'll show. say to you, uh, next time I say just pick out a couple of things, I'll probably be a bit more specific. You've given yeah. us the whole card there. This event's going <laughs> to go for so.
2: nine hours, mate. <laughs> I know. My God. <laughs> Uncle Corbin or, or Uncle Corcor will have the uh... – the drink station ready, funneling us through the underground system, the tunnels. We'll give him
0: a, we'll give him a quick shout out, Mako Shark. Do you want to tell the listeners about uh, just quickly because he's an absolute <laughs> um, staple at the corner? Maybe just if people are going, who should they be looking out for? And you know, maybe oh, Corwin. Cool. Maybe if you of can love. see
1: uh, our favourite little German man that's ever lived. If anyone out there knows Corwin, and if you're from Melbourne, you fucking will because he knows everyone. Everyone loves him. Corwin. Oh, I don't yeah. even know how to say his last name. Just he's our little German boy. If you see Uncle him at Paul the corner, Paul. tell him that the Huda up boy sent you and he'll give you some free shit. No doubt. He's a lovable, he's a lovable man.
2: He's one of the it's, greatest.
1: James, it's a hell of a card, mate. Like you've got you've given us the rundown, but let's be honest, yep. most people come because of yourself and our other good friend Chris Fresh on the mic. That's where we get the entertainment from in restaurant. Let's be honest. It's the uh, well, the personality mm. and the charisma and the 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 bullshit behind the microphone that comes on a, on a wrestle rock that's half the charm. Let's be honest. Come on, what are we going to get from you blokes?
2: Well, don't pump us up too much because usually we have to have that moment where we look at each other and go, "Look, this isn't about us." <laughs> <laughs> look, the way we look at it, that stage is there. The talent in the ring that gives us the fodder to go off. Um, uh, Fresh always laughed at the theory of someone asking if we had what we say written down, if it's scripted. Mm. And, um, you know, uh-uh. we do call it scripted, but none of that is. You can't, anyone who would sit down and methodically write that out has got a, a lot more problems. Than I'd like to actually ask you presented. about your
0: pregame because Chris Fresh, I'll, I'll, I reckon he's in career best, health wise. You yourself, you're, you're, you're down there at the great gym with our friend T Mitch training away. Look, you're both, you've, you've come along in age and you've come along in maturity and probably prepared a little bit differently these days. How hard is it to get up for an event like this when you've got, like we said, the pressure of bringing the vocal sort of juice to the event and if you're not sort of preparing in a looser way like one used to, do you, do you give yourself a night off all the health for a, a night like this? Do you, do you let loose or is it just you're just that good at it that you can, uh, you can do it without mm. all the the alcohol and whatnot? Uh,
2: t- look, I think – You 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 do need a couple of I call them lip looseners to get in Mm -hmm. there. It's that it's a rock and roll party, so you've got to get in the rock and roll spirit of things. Mm. Uh, But at the same time, you know, once you're there, the excitement. I think once Fresh and I and I. Safe to say, I can speak for him on this too. Once we get out of Gorilla and do the entrance, once we're in the ring and get the intros out of the way, then it's like, all right, now let's have some fun. Just if we can get to that point and we're both still able to walk and get the show started, whatever happens after that will be entertaining, regardless if it, you know, goes to hell in a handbag or what. Um, but you you feed off that crowd energy, you know, when those lights go down beforehand and Bohemian Rhapsody plays and the crowds sing along with it, that usually gets you charged up. It, it gives us a good gauge of where the audience is at if we hear them you know singing at the top of their lungs we're like all right we got them uh, yeah. although the last show they were a little quiet and we were worried about, but then as soon as we got out there they came to life so that gave us I think uh, the think uh, the great show.
0: handshake that you do the electricity pulsates through and connects you and you just that's that's <laughs> the lock in moment i think i think if the handshake went away maybe the uh, the greatness might follow. I think that's the moment where everyone's like the boys, you know, and it just all – so hopefully you got some uh, little pyro or something in there for the great handshake. In, like in the
2: hands? That would be a good idea. But I think the handshake, I don't – I think that's more a recent thing. Is it? In recent years from memory, yeah. Like uh, it's been like the last couple of years – but we okay. always laugh about it because in the ring, what we're saying to each other, and it's happened every time, and I think Ozone's very good at getting um, digital beard, at getting the photo. He always gets the handshake moment. But Fresh and I are in there saying to each other, Mega Power's handshake, Mega Power handshake. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb pants. <laughs> yeah, pure, pure. You've
0: got to make yeah, the yeah. sound too. It's not the same without the oh, sound, yeah. is it? We us.
2: We, lo- we love noise effects.
1: i got to tell you, it's one of the most entertaining nights anyone will have. And I know pro wrestling isn't for everyone out there listening. Uh, even us, we love the fucking thing and we call it a shit business because it is a shit business, James. But that doesn't mean much because even if you're not a wrestling fan, get down to the corner, May 27th, because as you said, James, it's just entertainment, isn't it, at the end of the day? It's not about the wrestling as much. It's about having a good old-fashioned fun time.
2: That's right. And I think uh, one of the uh, best compliments or best feedback we've had is from people who have just come down saying they didn't know what to expect or they're not even wrestling fans and they've left having a great night you get people come down oh i'm not gonna watch this fake fighting scripted combat crap and they'll leave going wow they were like really laying into each other and how did they do that with going through the t- table and the, oh, the fake barbed wire. And I, as I always say, if you know where we can get fake barbed wire, <laughs> yeah,
1: let please know.
2: let us know because some people on the show and would really appreciate that. Come
0: Saturday morning. Let's be honest. Who's in the business of making fake barbed wire for like one baseball bat a year? Like it's just the dumbest business idea on the planet to actually be involved in it, isn't it? So it wouldn't even it couldn't even exist if you actually think about it.
2: Well, if someone was out there and had the time to make a, a worked Bunnings Warehouse where you sold gimmicked barbed wire, gimmicked tables, gimmicked chairs, you'd have a fortune. I'd be queuing up there on Friday morning to load up the shopping cart.
0: I would like to ask you, at the risk of being too serious, because we like to be funny in here, but, you know, the Wrestle Rock brand itself has, has come along and survived and been through, you know, some pretty tough times with COVID and stuff with not being in that music side anymore is this your creative baby is this what you now have put all that energy into and this is, is as enjoyable for you what do you do you miss all the music side of things that you used to be for our listeners he was in one of the you know Australia's great rock bands the Shine check them out please but is this where your creative energy's gone now and has that been able to keep you motivated to actually continue to put shows out and want to do it because obviously you've got you know, you got your day job and you're involved in, a, in another promotion that we might give a plug to as well. So there's obviously a lot of work that goes into it. So it must be, um, you must just feel inspired to be wanting to do it because it would be so hard, I think, to keep going and going and going.
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely. <coughs> and I think uh, having the team that we work with, that makes it all doable, you know, when you can go in there and do the show and it's fun to do. Um, and that's the bottom line of it all is that we're having fun. Everyone has fun on the night. The, the audience, uh, the everyone backstage, the performers—you um, know—that would be the main thing of it. Um, but yeah, I think that's just the enjoy, it. and of course, getting to perform and do that, keeping that uh, those muscles oiled.
0: And definitely, and you have—you have. Um, you have the listeners might not know, but and I've not researched this much. I'm just going from my brain. But correct me if I'm wrong. You have actually unearthed some legitimate world-class uh performers that have gone on to a lot bigger things from uh wrestling with wrestle rock have they not
2: yeah definitely well i
0: mean um
2: duke hudson on nxt he's a former wrestle rock champion uh a few of them have gone over there at the moment i think indy hartwell she's uh there at nxt at the moment um of course, uh, Jonah, who was there as Bronson Reed. Um, we had him on Wrestle Rock. So uh, definitely, yeah, I think. That, that, the, that
0: blonde girl, the dancing girl, what was her name again? Oh, belt. Yeah, Tennille, she's T'Neil. a Wrestle Rock girl. Oh, who was, she? Uh,
2: yeah, what was her name on NXT? Emma. Emma. Emma.
0: And the other There's Darl, WWE Iconics. creative. The yeah. Yeah. Iconics. Oh, yeah, the Iconics. She, she, Wrestle yeah, Rock. Uh, You've yeah, had world uh, class. You've had world champions. That's world, right. world, like WWE, like right. you, this is we all joke and stuff, but you know that's that's a huge achievement to be doing absolutely your thing and having them come with you, and then you get to sit. do. You, do you feel proud about that, or you, you know, you just oh, whatever?
2: We're proud for them. I mean, yeah, uh, obviously they've done it of their own accord, and it's their of talent course. that's got got them there. But it's it's it is wild to think, you know, oh, two years ago this person was wrestling in the corner hotel. I remember watching one of the WrestleManias with Tennille, And I think within a year or two, she was in the ring and we were there at uh, New Orleans watching her. And it's like that, you know, when we were kids, to even get to the WWE would have been inconceivable. Like, how do you start that? I'm going to put a VHS tape in the mail and hope it gets to someone. But I guess now with social media and access to online matches and being able to communicate with people. Again, it's made the world a smaller place. But the mm. bottom line, they all, all got there on, on the backs of their own talent. We've been going now for 16, going on 17 years now with Wrestle Rock, which Incredible. that blows my mind to think we're still going. We're lucky that the Corner Hotel is still there. And going back to what you were yeah. saying about myself playing with The Shine and playing with gigs, uh, that's a totally different scene now. Absolutely. Even with getting the bands, each you know, d- d- ten years ago or fifteen years ago, <clears throat> when it was Wrestle Rock time, we'd have the referex of bands to play. Whereas now it's sort of I was actually pickings. yeah, I
0: wanted to ask you that because also rock and roll. As much as we all hate it, like it's it's not hate it. We love rock and roll, but we hate the idea that it would die out. But it's with mm. with live with live music venues in Melbourne crumbling. You know, the CBD not being anywhere near back to what it was. Like you said, yeah. back when we first met you, and we were coming and watching your your um, band and other bands, there was probably ten to fifteen that you could have just made a call and they'd come. It was just easy. Flitted. Easy. You could go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and see a, a world class band. Now, Absolutely. I honestly, I mean, I'm 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 a bit older and probably out of the scene, but I couldn't tell you really one. Mm. Like so yeah. that that's what I wanted to ask you as well. How do you? Uh, even go about finding them, and are they as easy to deal with or are they all got a little bit of that Triple J's about them, you know, where they sort of have managers and it's a bit more sort of long-winded?
2: No, well, most of the bands we're dealing with, we can go directly to them, but it is different, as you said, from that thing of of the scene there. Uh, Even of the last two years with COVID, I mean, there were bands we were talking to, uh, when those wrestle rocks got delayed and whatever else. And then the next time you speak to them, that the band's broken up. And I think a lot of that is, well, uh, it seems like these days bands are lucky to get out of that six- to 12-month period locally because there's not that, all right, this week we're playing uh, the Greyhound, then we're playing the Green Room, then we're playing the Prince of Wales and the ESPY. None of those places, none of those places I just sa- said are really doing... Um, nah bands anymore you know we had the ninth ward the art house ding dong all of that and now it
0: was yeah, that weird place in carlton remember where the owner used to hang himself from his nipples oh, dr- oh dream?
1: dream dream yeah not dream, the uh, no. infamous club Street. but
0: dream yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not not dreams it was dream and the man used to get up and like uh, hang from the rafters yeah. with like his nipple piercings it was bizarre it was a weird but place. you don't I get it. that anymore
2: we laughed, we mocked it then, but we've remembered it. And what we, we wouldn't give to have it
0: back. Have it back. I might I'd love see, to I might see him dangle one more. One more dangle. I might see what he's doing Friday <laughs> night. If he wants to come and have a dangle? He, he might dangle answer the rim. arm wrestle. He might arm wrestle him with but his There you go.
2: Instead of having the belts hanging from the ceiling, you have that bloke, <laughs> some forty-five-year-old golf man hanging from his tartar. He'd be
1: seventy near, James.
2: <laughs> seventy. Oh, he could almost reach the ground then, hanging <laughs> from those basset hounds. <laughs> um, but that, uh, and the, the way we'd probably see most of the bands, and uh, this, uh, uh, it's terrible for me to say, but I'm probably hearing about my, um, the bulk of it online. Because again, it's that the venues aren't there. If if there's a band I want to see, I'll specifically go to see the band, but I don't know that there's that venue. You know, oh, let's just go to uh, the green room and see what's on. Or, you know, you specifically more go to, well, I do at this stage. Uh, But a lot of it's who I hear uh, of online, if they've, or, or if words just gotten to me and someone says, you know, you've got to check these guys out. I would love to be out there more and seeing it for myself. Um, but obviously, again, the last two years playing a part of that, but uh, it's definitely a lot harder we, to keep your finger sh- on the pulse now.
1: We definitely show our age a little bit because I remember being a young sort of bloke and getting Beat Magazine or Impress every week and just flipping there you through go. and just looking at all the flyers for all the gigs coming up in the next week and you'd be like, yep, go to that, go to that one. Exactly. Oh, shit, I do not even know they're playing. Fuck, all right, let's do it. Yeah. Now, yeah, no one even knows what a bloody boot Magazine is. Mate, yeah, but but you're right too, and it was
2: sort of similar, not to get too far away and off track here, but, you know, I think we talked about it last time, like you'd go into a shop when you were younger and go, go on something because of the artwork or the album cover and think, oh, that looks like something I'd like, and you'd take the gamble of it, similar to when you'd pick up Beat magazine and you'd go through it and you'd see either their flyer, their artwork or even a picture of the band and you'd think, oh, this looks like something I'd be into. I'll go and give it a crack. You want to come down. Regardless, you meet up with your friends. If the entertainment wasn't what you were expecting, you managed to have a good night anyway, so it was a win-win. You're going to it go was. out anyway. You, you might see another beat band. Beat
0: magazines. It was like that with the actual beat magazines. They'd be wrapped up. You'd only have a cover to go by. You had, you had to put your hard-earned pennies on hoping there was something good in there you liked. And the same exactly. with the VHSs. You had a, maybe you had a couple of stills on the back. Jeez, there was some sort of hit and misses, wasn't there?
2: Yeah, but you had to take the gamble as young men. <laughs> you that's what
0: we did. We took a lot of gambles. It didn't oh. always come out. Sometimes
2: the house won. But, uh, you know, if you got a big win, it was a big win.
0: <laughs> these kids still- these days have all these porn hubs and whatnot. It's just too too clouded. They never had to sit through a shit scene to get to a good no. scene. No, no. Me that's and it. fucking...
1: Me and Matty C had to go into the local milk bar, just tap the shoulder, rub the nose, and the bloke behind the can knew exactly what we meant. He reached down, he pulls out a bloody cardboard box, and you just rifled through. Miss- you go on cover art alone. What are you going to get? Who knows? You're 15. You don't care.
2: I miss those days. They're
1: great, days. Oh. <laughs> well, sound like a... Bunch of old.
0: Boys. Oh, I remember when I could go to the milk bar and. <laughs> As Tony Soprano, one, Tony Soprano once said, "Remember when's the lowest form of conversation?" And we've spoken for 30 minutes almost about remembering when. But uh. that's all right. I always love the lowest form of conversation. <laughs> it's where the
2: good stuff is. The moot. Moot. even speaking about that with when we used to do like those. Um, someone was talking to me about it the other day. Those Melbourne's most wanted. Now, I think we'd have like eight bands on. We'd start mm-hmm. at like four in the afternoon and go through to midnight or 1 a.m., you know, and then we'd have eight bands and, and be knocking bands back to do it. I oh, will put you on the next one. Now, I've, you know, each wrestle rocker's uh, who are we going to get?
0: You know, I'd love to get uh, a welfare check on the five Venoms.
2: Someone was asking me about them the other day, saying what happened to them, and uh, they were fantastic. They were, they were great, incredible. Weren't they? they used to I get standing them.
1: o's in all venues because they would just be Brilliant. just fucking soloing their dicks off on stage, and <laughs> I it was and they do Hotel
2: California, ah. which is one of those you-don't-touch songs, and everyone was going mental for it. Mental. I still love that interview he did for one of them because they did Wrestle Rock. Uh, and here's a hot tip for you too. We're working on uh, the Wrestle Rock vinyl compilation mm. where we're going to do a you know maybe 10 of the best or 10-song 10, 10 selection and do a vinyl release uh, of that. So keep an eye out for that. But Niche. speaking of the five Venoms... Um, the, the singer did an interview in Beat Magazine and English was a second language. Um, the way the interview came off, they one of the standard questions, again, in Beat Magazine, they asked him, if there was a fire in your share house, what is the first thing you would grab? And his answer was brilliant. He answered with, I would grab the fire out of my share house. And I thought, <laughs> if that's not metal. Genius. I don't know if he knew how funny it was, or if it was just sort of lost in translation. But I just, I, James, I, that I got really, a brilliant,
1: uh, a snap quiz for you right now. If there was a fire in your yep. bedroom here right now, what are you, what are you surviving? What are you taking first, James? Give it to me.
2: Probably what's in my pocket here. <laughs> <laughs> Not your uh, that-
0: frame photo of Steve Borden.
2: Uh, I'm trying to look around. That's a tough one.
0: There's got to be a couple of bloody Kenny Dykes for figurines you'd save, isn't it? Yeah, oh,
2: yeah, a few Kenny Dykes. <laughs> maybe the guitar, the Gibson, uh, the, jeez, I don't know. Maybe the Elvis calendar that I just got. Maybe You're, my uh, Elvis you, Pez dispenser that the you got me for my you, birthday. Would you take it out backwards? Years ago. I'd walk out backwards, of course. Yeah, I've got the Elvis Pez dispenser. If I wasn't in here, I'd go and grab it for
1: you. I can go and grab it for you. The Great Big Dispenser. Let's go. Let's get it.
2: Hang on. One sec. <laughs> we'll put try. it on the
1: sofas. I bought this for this great man, I reckon, at least 15 years ago for his birthday. One of the great gifts. Here we go. Are you ready? Are ready? Was,
2: this would have been what? I reckon 2007, 2008? Yeah. The Great Era. What got error. me for my birthday? Yep. <laughs>
1: still in the box. you good had good. And the
2: is still there. Like We're I talking for
1: it. the listeners at home. That's a Pez dispenser, two feet high. That's look at
2: that. Vintage. That's, look at the size of it. My head. Well, wasn't that's vintage, like hot when he got it for me, it was like hot <laughs> off the press. But now, look at that. Pez, it's a Hawaiian a jumpsuit Elvis,
1: Elvis era. It's my, my favorite Elvis. Shades on Fat Elvis <laughs> in Pez form.
2: I didn't realize how much Pez was actually in it. There's a few dispensers in there.
1: There's a lot of Pez. <laughs> it, nah, it's double loaded. I tell you, James, if the fire hits, that is what you're taking. Yeah, I take it. I'll be
0: heartbroken. I'll I'm walk. taking.
2: I'm taking the Pez, the Spencer. and the Pez. <laughs>
0: look, look, we could uh, obviously chat all day, and we appreciate you coming on in a exciting uh, week for everyone, and. Um, Including yourself now. Where is their ticket still available? We should have asked you this before. Mm. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, just-
2: yeah, tickets are still <laughs> available. Uh, Corner Hotel website. Um, go, go get your tickets there. But uh, massive show, huge show. It's going to be a great night. As I said, dangerous curves. All the talent I've uh, suggest uh, just gone through. I think I covered everyone here. Yeah. Big Boris. Making his Wrestle Rock debut, uh, all of that—the the Wrestle Rock Championship match—it's going to be a huge night. Um, so get your tickets and come on down and party with us—the Rock and Wrestling Party of the Year. Ooh, yeah, every time, every yes. time. Well, yeah. freak out in the danger zone, man. Well, why don't you tell me? <laughs> if I'm going to be at Wrestle Rock this week, James. What? If you're if you're such a patriot, I didn't say that. We were doing it in the Marines.
1: Now what say you to that? I don't know how Jesse Ventura got in here, James, but he did. Hey, one other thing, mate. I know you're involved in uh, the big promotion in Australia now, Renegades of Wrestling as well. We'll just touch on that quickly. How's that going? You're on the mic for that, and I'm pretty sure they've got another show coming up soon.
2: Ah uh, yes, yeah, so it, Renegades of Wrestling is the following uh, Saturday. So I'm not sure what that is. Maybe the uh, the following Saturday. So Wrestle Rocks this Friday. <laughs> June something. June. Hang on, let me just check the old planner here. Uh, June. It is the fourth. Fourth. The fourth. So June Saturday, June the fourth at the Collingwood Town Hall is Renegades of Wrestling. Tickets are, are on sale now. Uh, and the first show uh, was off to a great start. So, great yeah. venue. I'd never been inside the Collingwood Looked Town to, Hall.
0: To
2: yeah, and I lived, you know, as you guys know, five minutes from lot well, even 30 do seconds. Do you have a from, nomination
0: yeah. for who's going to be the first DC that jumps off that balcony into the ring into somebody? Because it's, it's asking for someone to do something crazy, isn't it? And what's the insurance policy like with this business? <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, it's heritage listed, so you've really got to be careful. You've got to be careful what you jump off and what you urinate (laughs) on. So, (laughs) Can I have because
0: we talk, because I just want to say you talk, we we drop urinate and all that. When you're on a show like that, how do you, because you're going to do WrestleRock this week, Mm. geez, the preparation's completely different. How do you... um, I totally... You know, go into that radio mode almost, where all you, yeah. you have to come very PC. Is that hard, or is you've yes. done it before? And you, yeah, okay. I thought it would be. It,
2: it's it's a really hard ge- gear shift, but my my, I'm sort of in a different role. I'm doing the MCing, but uh, the yeah. ring announcing, but that's just pretty straightforward. But uh the two gentlemen that I'm uh, doing the commentary with, because we're commentating, you know, it's not live commentary, so it's a bit different. Uh Lord oh, yeah. Andy Coyne. And uh, Lindsay Howarth, they do all the heavy lifting. So I'm just popping in with comments and they're fantastic at what they do. Lord Anticoin, he's probably the best there is, the best out there uh, a doing bit of that brim stuff. To
0: Lord. Is there a little bit of brin? Yeah, oh, yes. He's very British. He's,
2: <laughs> he's actually shoot British. Is he actually uh, British think, or did he um, just fly over the, in a plane? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's shoot British unless he's bloody worked <laughs> me, but I'm pretty sure he's bloody shoot British. It should be. be the shoot, British Andy Coin. <laughs> no, but your lordship's <clears> lovely. He's a he's an encyclopedia. He knows all the talent. He, unlike myself, he actually is the name of the
1: moves. Wow, so that's, that's a skill all that's all that. Pretty hard to have these days. Well, we've we've
0: basically no, done thirty-one do. podcasts without one technical term, really, of anything but to you, do with you boxing and MMA's. You get by.
2: As Gene by. Simmons would say, we sell emotion. We don't need to know the name of the product.
1: <laughs> very good, very good, James. What is
0: Jesse well, my, yeah, we're well.
2: shelling. What we're shelling is we're shelling something that was shelled in the Marines.
1: <laughs> I am going to bribe my voice out doing James. I saw here. Hey James. I saw Zeppelin in 72. 72 and 75. And 75. <laughs> I said that's not Led Zeppelin. <laughs> All right, James, we can sit here all night and just talk ridiculous shit, but I think most people have switched off by now. It's just like a burrito, but it's fried. (laughs) Very good. Let's end it on that.
2: (laughs) Get your your burritos at the Corner Hotel. Wrestle Rock, be there. Thank you guys again for having me. Congratulations on 31 episodes. Keep going. Keep playing through. Love you guys. Thanks for having having me. and uh, thanks to all your listeners, and uh, I love yous all to steal a phrase from one of your other guests.
1: Absolutely. Bloody root me, James. Please root me. Root me. All right. Bye-bye. Bye for
2: now. I've been thinking about that long, long,
0: Boy, oh boy, we Julian Argenti, Julian James, Julian Big Daddy James. Oh my lord! Thirty-seven minutes. I was actually saying thirty-seven minutes, Mako Shark. Not episode thirty-seven. So you're, you're correcting me for no reason. What a chat! What a man! The three men. There could be a new podcast coming to you. The three men. Christ! What a. I just. I'm just. I'm jacked up. I'm excited.
1: <laughs> a bit of blood flow to the nether regions, Maddie. After that chat with the great man, I tell you what. This is a man I could bloody root, I reckon, if I was that way inclined. He is one of the greats. I love him. Uh, as you said, we might have to get a, a spin-off podcast called The Three Men, and we'll just talk turkey every single week because it's just charismatic. It's just fantastic. It's lovely. It's it's just, it's laughs. It's uh, it's delightful. It's just a lovely sort of time with some pals, and I hope everyone out there enjoyed it. I hope we didn't talk too much shit because we tend to do that, and uh, so anyway, yeah. Big Dad, you know what? Rock. In
0: thirty-one eps, we're allowed to have two out of the thirty-one where we just please our own interests, where we peak our own interests, you know. Sometimes. And I will say this about him, Mako Shark: he could make a man straighter than a big bit of Jarrah timber. He could make mm-hmm. them bend that quickly. Mm-hmm. Really uh, get them oh, yeah. dancing for another tune, couldn't he?
1: Because the man. The and- oh, he's got a lot going on, mate. This is a man. <laughs> if his penis was a jeep, I would
0: not buy it because it's got a lot of miles on it. <laughs> look, we could have a poll, uh, Melbourne's most mild penis. That's yep. probably up there. That's done a, That's, done uh, a, that's uh, a, You know, you haven't seen Forrest uh, Gump when he runs and then just stops. I reckon that's what he's cock. one day would we'll just do that just want to go have seen the Gump, business. mate. I've seen Have you seen gump. the Gump? I've seen the Gump about nine you know he, times. You know in the Gump when he just runs and then he's having yeah, a I reckon that be
1: his penis. I want to go I'm home. I go know. home. I think his <laughs> penis is like one of those old Toyota things that go and they clock over the million miles and it clocks over back to zero. <laughs>
0: That's yeah. his pain.
1: It's just clocked back to zero, this thing.
0: <laughs> anyway. You know, you know, in the movie, uh, well, that's the movie with, uh, when they try and rewind the bloke's dad's Ferrari. Uh, Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller, yeah, yeah. He's trying many to get the a miles woman, off Many Many a woman's <laughs> tried to take the miles off the cock and just to try and erode what's happened in the past because it's a, it's a glorified, glorified path. Anyway. The miles they
1: had- only, they, 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 they're only going one direction, baby. The miles are ticking up <laughs> and you cannot contain them.
0: So that's God his bless. new man. Melbourne's most mild penis is the is the new catch for, catch cry for James, and I I think that's quite funny. I've actually popped we've popped ourselves on that one. Um, <laughs> yes, <coughs> I tell you what else we pop ourselves. Well, I pop myself, and you pop the world with this next segment. I heard a uh, SEN this week an advertisement for shark diving. I think they may have made a huge error, and there's actually a new thing coming out. It's called Mako shark diving. You can actually get in a cage and listen to the segment close by, but. not not too close, that you can touch him, you can hear him, you can see him, you can dive with him, it's Australia's greatest, it's the world's greatest, it's Europe's greatest, it's Dubai's greatest, it is the space, the greatest, anything you can see, touch, feel, it's the greatest segment Mako Shark, I'll tell you what it is, I hope he hasn't lost his edge, I'll tell you what it is, it's the Mako Shark Tank. Alright, Mako Shark Tank,
1: episode 31 Matty, and I know, alright, here we go, we're going to go to Shark Tank mate. A lot of people like uh few lols. I try to bring the comedy to the shark tank, but this week I can't do it, mate. I'm gonna go serious this week. America, mate, you are absolutely fucking gone. You are dead in the water and I can't stomach it, Matthew. I have to put him in the tank. I just can't cop it anymore, Matty. I don't know if I'm a father now and I'm starting to get a little bit soft, but I woke up this morning and my heart fucking broke with the news that i You can't be a father Matthew. to be shattered about that mate. Oh, it's got to stop, Matthew. It's got to stop. We've got 18 it won't stop. children in America in a school. I don't even want to talk about it on the pod because it shatters my life too much to speak about. It, but I get upset, Matty. I see on social media. I see the comments. This America, these people, this country, the politicians, it just does not stop. They throw out the thoughts and the prayers and that's where it fucking stops. And it's fucking just ripping my heart out. They won't do anything about it, Matthew. This is a country that is fucked these guns they have to stop, Matthew. I can't cop it. When are they going to fucking wake up to themselves well, They know that this is just this is cannot continue anymore. I love the country, mate. So much stuff in this world is fantastic and we love what comes out of that country America, but I just I can't fucking stomach it anymore, Matthew. I think about it. I could I can't even go. I couldn't stomach setting foot on that country at the moment the way they operate. I mean, and it's, not uh, safe. it's just fucking ridiculous. It's a fucking war zone. You can't have your kids going to school Thinking they're gonna get shot at any point, any minute, or going to the fucking supermarket. It's only ten days ago we had ten people gunned down in a supermarket, Matthew. And this, mm-hmm. I just can't go on with it, mate. I'm sorry to bring the pod down. We we're talking about Big Daddy's cock and all the miles on it. It's funny. It's it's a bit of levity, but something's got to go, mate. Something's got to stop. Well, uh,
0: look, uh, it's uh, not gonna though. So it's uh, it's just not gonna, mate. It's uh, there's too much. These fucking uh,
1: Republicans. Yeah. They yeah. fucking time after time, year after year, they vote against anything to try and help, even just tightening a background check, they unanimously
0: vote against it, and it's disgusting, and it makes me sick. I was talking to someone at work today about it, right, Uh, and I wasn't talking about just the thing that happened because I didn't really want to talk about it, but I was just talking about how much of a nuffy country they are that there's actually dudes walking around with, like, legally allowed to have, like, a fucking magnum just, like, slapped on their hip, right? You know yourself. You're driving your muzzy. Someone cuts you off. You get, like, you probably get angry and you yell at them, right? Over there... Tell you what happens, people yell at each other, and then they got a big fucking magnum on there. So then they go because they're humans, right? We're animals; they don't actually know how to control their. It's, there's a weapon there, so then they they go out and they shoot people.
1: Mm-hmm. Whereas in mm-hmm. Australia,
0: we just go the nyh, or like the um, I'm doing like little lisses. I'm doing the nyh, you know, the the, yeah, the yeah. Italian sort of on the chin.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. the yeah, fucking That's fun good, like, yeah. Maybe yeah. If fun a bit of spit
0: gets thrown and you're yelling, right? But there's no weapon to then shoot someone dead. So that's their biggest problem. It's not even the. It just starts with the simple fact you're legally allowed to walk around with a fucking magnum on your on your strapped to your hip, and they think that it's their right to. But at the end of the day, you're animals. Really, we're just greater versions of animals, and people have bad days. And if you've got a weapon and you're having a bad day, you're going to shoot someone, aren't you?
1: It's, mate, it's half the country's the same. Half the country are, are smart, rational people. They see the insanity unfolding day by day in the country and they're at their wit's end and they can't believe it. But the other fucking half of this country, mate, they are so ignorant and they are so selfish and they refuse to give a fuck about anyone but themselves because all they give a fuck about is a piece of paper that was written 247 years ago, the fucking Constitution. It means fucking nothing, you
0: stupid nuffies, right? Fucking hell. Well, even if, it's, even if it's like in Australia where basically the gun laws were abolished to help p- a political person gain an advantage, <laughs> I don't even give a fuck about that. that was actually like, if You know what? Who cares if that's the reason? Because it, it touch wood, I don't think we've had any of that sort of behaviour since, have we?
1: Well, we haven't had a fucking mass shooting since Martin Bryant no. and old Johnny Howard took the guns away. But listen, yeah, right. I'm not deluded and delusional enough to think America can do it because they can't. They're too far gone. They'll never, ever do something like that because they can't. But the thing is, they don't even try. They don't even try, Matthew. They don't even try and bring in anything that will just help at all. It's just, no, you're not taking my guns. As Jim's. the end of you, selfish, pig-head
0: cunts. Let's move on. Yeah. Move on. Uh, I'll move on, still staying in the tank because it might allow you to pot. Did you watch the – the Ricky Gervais special?
1: I haven't, but I've read a bit about it. Uh,
0: it's
1: whipping up a bit of controversy. Yeah. But I think he's quite humorous, so I'm going to watch but it. But it's like,
0: it's funny, right? Because I enjoyed it, but like it's not its not like it's any different than what he's ever done. So it's, it's again, like people get all upset, but, you did, you know, you didn't get upset at his last one, or if you did, nothing happened. So just like don't listen to him. It's pretty simple, sure. right? Yeah, the thing about comedy is, mate, that, People only get upset when it's uh, something that d-
1: directly affects them. They're happy to laugh at everything else, but when something affects them, they're like, oh, hang on a minute, you can't say that. It's a bit silly. It's a bit silly, I reckon.
0: But, uh, if someone started just – I don't know. Maybe I don't have enough – I don't know. If someone just started potting bald redhead blokes, carrying a bit extra, like I'm, I just – would if I didn't want to hear it, I'd just stop listening. <laughs> That's the problem, though. Yeah, people – I don't know, I don't want to get too far into the whole woke thing, but – no, but like yeah, if you someone a- if you wouldn't tune into an anti-Jelon podcast and then listen to every second of it and then take offense to it, you just choose not to listen, wouldn't you? You choose not to
1: listen. There's a sub there's a little section, a very small minority that's mainly on Twitter, and if they don't like something, they try and stop it and it's mm. a bit much for mine. So listen. I enjoyed it though. <laughs>
0: he he's good. I, I like him. He made a, he makes a good point, right? Like just because you find something offensive and a lot of it is offensive, right? But there's a whole room of people laughing. So like those people don't find. That's it the offensive. problem with they find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, just yeah, don't like, listen to him. Just know he's a bad comedian. If if that's what you think's a bad comedian, and choose not to listen to him. Yeah, everyone's happy to laugh at the things they find funny, but then when something touches close mm. to
1: home, all of a sudden, oh, hang on a minute, that offended me. So you can't say that. But mate, what about the other twenty things you laughed at that might have offended yeah. twenty other people, but you didn't care then, did you? Comedy, it's the all on cooked, nothing, in all in World's cooked, mate. World's cooked, right? The world's
0: cooked, right? You just see two instances of it. You see children getting shot, and you see people taking offense to something that they're not forced to, to even see or listen to. They just listen to it to then take offense on purpose, knowing they'll take offense. It just shows you how fucked the actual planet is. Well, mate, I potted someone's suit a
1: few months back and they got offended. So, look, some people just can't I mean, handle it. So
0: that's who we talking? You know,
1: well, I'm not going to name names, Matthew, but I think you know. I, I have that's, one uh, guess. is this the italian uh i don't know is he i don't know he's a boxer is he i don't know what he is but um we'll push right on here but it
0: wasn't even a suit it was a turtleneck it was, a, it was a burgundy turtleneck, but I digress, Ooh. Matty. What have we got okay, coming up? anyway, we've got uh, – geez, I tell you, this, you know we always say this is where we're going to really show how good we are because we haven't got a UFC to talk about coming up, but we've got one to review, and we had a Palma Bit multi, and I had my punk club, and I put the Palma Bit multi on. Oh. Uh, I even added a leg. I got, I got a bit fucking – I got a bit, how's your father, and just mm-hmm. shot from the hip and just, just picked – I didn't even do any research. I just picked – Something that I just wanted to watch, so I just, you know, so I did the five leg multi. Do you want to tell the listeners about oh, the multi, about the event, and just give us a bit of a rundown? And I'll tell you, I'll tell you where I got uh, tripped up, and I'll tell you how I how I went along the way as you you tell us, okay? Maker. Mm, well, we'll go from memory, right? Because I've had a lot on the last sort of five six
1: days. But I reckon. Do you you okay, okay.
0: You-, well, you know what I'll do. i um, I'll, uh, i have uh, 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 got them here, right?
1: So I'll just I know talk the legs. You. You, you, you know the legs? Our young little fella, our little Ben Askren's son, Chase Hooper, he was leg one, and I know he got the Representing job night, lots kid. of value, yes? I think he was actually playing quite a juicy odd, wasn't he? He was, mate. He but I liked him. Right. I liked him. I thought he was value, and I'm going to be honest with the listeners, right? I'm going to be honest with the listeners. I didn't get a chance to watch the UFC on Sunday because I was in the bloody hospital with a child, right, that was uh, 24 hours yeah. old, so... We well, I haven't seen the event, but I was keeping up with it on Twitter. So I kind of know a little bit of what went down, right? So that's don't that come that at me if go. I get something wrong.
0: But I know Man, Chase Hooper okay.
1: got the win and leg one of the Mako Multi. ticket off. We got the win, mate. And then I know he moved into Jailton. What's his name? Fucking, can you tell me what his name was? Jalton Jailton Almeida. The Almeida, Tony
0: Almeida from twenty four. Tony Almeida. brother, yeah. He, so yeah, Chase absolutely. Hooper at two dollars, two dollars fifty five. Chase Hooper, so that's extreme oh, yeah. value for the listeners straight off the bat, right? So Especially you've kicked that. you bang. Layup. Then we've
1: it's got cool. on the big fella Jalton, who's fucking. He was fighting our man Parker Porter, the big slopster, the big absolute stink fest. Parker Porter, I told you all Super. about him last week. That he no, bloody he, he pongs this bloke. He fucking, if you drew him, if you drew him on a piece of paper, you have to put the stink lines on there like Mo from The Simpsons. Because he fucking pongs this bloke and he got got served up a hot dish of fuck off. He almost fought like
0: if it was one of us in there. He stinks, doesn't he? His tattoos just tell you all you need to know and his rig. It's no good. I reckon he's got to get cut short. And I'll just—I'll just just tell you that was a dollar fifteen, right? So we all just giggled at Parker Porter's six dollar fifty value. But I actually snuck—where I snuck my leg in was in the in between. I got cocky off the two fifty-five. I chucked in uh, Jonathan Mm -hmm. Martinez versus uh, Vince Morales. So I I chucked in Jonathan. Yeah, chucked in Jonathan. Yeah, he won. Getting risky there. He won. Yeah, I was. I got no no knowledge of Jonathan Martinez. I just thought that's that's a nice name. Yeah. And uh, and he represented a dollar thirty six, and I thought that's good. Let's get keep it going. So that's what yep. I did, right? Oh yeah. And yes. then yes, you said Tony Malda Almeida had the win, and then we got into Flippy Boy,
1: Flippy Boy versus Ponzanibio, a big uh, sort of a, a, a South American sort of fucking affair here. Couple of blokes, couple of sort of. Couple of blokes with a bit of this. Mate, bit of that good about fight, them. this
0: one. This is this is a, a cracker. If I reckon you they come, which you said, will go back and watch. They could both salsa dance, I reckon, these blokes.
1: I reckon oh, they could no, both do a mean salsa. Dance. So oh, yeah. I've heard it was a scrap. I've heard it was a bit of a
0: fucking bit of a melee. Bit of a nice fight these two had. Uh what were your thoughts? Your man your man's uh he's coming along. He uh, not one flip, not one flippy boy, not mm. one tang, nothing, no lingo, lango, bango, bingo. It was just no, I'm going to straight show down the line. Yeah, and yeah, he's uh, learnt. You he look yep. good, mate. You look you look fit. That's six he on the little Conditioning,
1: I think
0: six on so. The trot, I think five or the big or six. Fella. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Since I, he I heard it was a, a, it was
1: a split decision. Am I correct? And some people thought Ponza got the the win, but no. I, I
0: honestly, I, I, even though I, I had a, something on I, it, I had it 3-2. 2-1? Sorry, two one. For uh, Flippy Boy, Flippy Boy, I, I, I felt yeah. like he he did enough uh, for the for the yeah. You know, uh, Look, Ponson, he was he landed some big shots, and I think that's what people always when you hear the big crunch because it was in the apex, you know, people go, "Ooh, that was a big shot." But I feel like old yep. mate Flip, I think the flipster, he just looked, he looked mm. like he was, I don't know, just a, just a percentage better, just a, a fraction. Well, kick flips himself, mate, the big fella, Michelle Pereira. He's
1: a big unit. I read on Twitter, he huge. Was, he was weighing in at like two hundred and four pounds or something, like a week out or something, just absurd. Like not far out, he shredded down over thirty plus pounds. This is a big, big man, so he looked bigger in the
0: in the cage, didn't he, mate? He's uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, we're just we got to mention it because that's sort of what we do. We we like a bit of uh, fluff on the side, a bit of filthy. Uh, he tried to put himself in the, the big money fight by calling oh, out oh, old mate. Old mate, come and get it, gangster boy. You, buoy, you try to call him out, and then uh, yeah, that got that got dropped on his head because the guy just sent shared the screenshot. It was actually what he said was, "You're sliding into my missus' wife. I want to fight you and fix the score." It was actually uh, Flippy Boy's wife, Flippy Boying into what's yeah, his George mate? Masvidal. Yeah. So that's the first fight he's won a long first time. W must W in
1: a long, long time. He. He 10 eighted Flippy boy there. It's been embarrassing, I reckon, for Pereira that that's coming. Very out. Like, embarrassing. You can't yeah. call a man out like he's trying to like root your misses, and then you're trying to call him out for the big money fight. It's just pretty transparent. And then the, the receipts, Maddie. The receipts dropped on his head, flipped onto his head, and not a great look. So I don't Very think that's what's happening, mate. Sorry, Flippy. No, mm. no, it's not.
0: And then so we're all we're all guns now. Now I actually. Uh, I had a cash-out of about 70-odd bucks here, and I said to the boys, should we lay off? Should I cash out? And then no one. one replied, and then the fight started. So I was like, well, fuck, okay, we're all in here. We're all in here. Um, And Holly Home too put late. on a clinic, basically put on a clinic oh, in my four. opinion, four rounds to one. Um, mm-hmm. I was riding. Oh, actually, I want you to oh, it'd be too hard to find, but I was, I oh, was that cocky. I was riding to the boys like, Okay, well that's that's the, that's a great end to my shit week. Like we got yeah, that one, it. we got it, and then I went, oh, I don't want to mozz it, but yeah, we, we, well we should have it. Now I'm looking at the stats. Well, yeah. we've got it. Like the stats, all the significant strikes, all everything we got, we got, we got cage control, we got fucking clinch control, we got everything. We got every stat in the book but one round, and then um, mm. and I tell you, you look at the way the they judges, mate. Did you see the girl's reaction when she won? That always tells you when they know they shouldn't have won.
1: Yeah, I did. I saw the reaction. She just went like. Hang on a minute. Did they just say me? I think her reaction said to me. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Mate, I tell you, if it wasn't for the unfortunate occurrence in America, I would have been putting them judges in the shark tank, I would have thought. Uh, People aren't happy. I know Daniel Komiya, DC himself, was not happy. A lot of people weren't happy with these judges, mate. It's getting to a uh, critical point where this is happening not just monthly. It's almost weekly now where fighters are getting fucking torched. And it's...
0: geez, I don't know what the answer is. Mate... Good footy analogy. It's going to cost someone a grand final one day. It's going to cost someone a grand final.
1: <laughs> it's,
0: it's, yeah, I don't it's
1: know, Matty. I didn't see it. Some people, you know, there's people out there that like to talk shit and be like, no, 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 uh,
0: holy. No, no. It good. was a, but, It was unbelievably. It was unbelievably. one sided, and then yeah, it was one sided, mate.
1: A lot it of one-sided. clinching. I heard a lot of a lot of clinching against the cage. It was a lot of this, a lot of that, but.
0: She, as, far as she I'm was whacking it her the whole time, right, and the girl was trying to get yeah. out, but she was using her head, so she was. It was just dominance, like it was a perfectly, like it was mm. like that was the art. Sometimes you have to just that's MMA, isn't it? Like control, limit your strikes, being you know, and let, let don't let the girl do what she's trying to do. Like
1: perfectly like
0: executed game plan on the weekend, right? The turtles, we we had another great win. Shout out to the boys, a few listeners too, but the guy we had that got best on for our team probably had six possessions, but he kept their best player to like two. Like their best player, there you go. he gets it's if he gets his normal cool. twenty-five, two goals, thirty possessions type of you know anywhere in that realm, they probably win the game. So he's done his job, right? He's done the art mm-hmm. of tagging. Mm-hmm. He got mm-hmm. asked to do a job. Yes. Holly Holmes' team would have mapped out a plan because the girl was a big, strong lass. Like she was looking to get out there and bang. So they've said, "Well, let's get her on the cage. Use your skill. Use your you know all your all your tricks, and don't let her get off and start. Because every time she got off, she hit her." But she didn't get off very long. She was they spent ten mm. minutes of the twenty five on the cage. Two full rounds out of five. I'm you telling you, mate, there's the no cage.
1: Yeah. Hmm. These judges, there's no accountability. Like, no one they don't get held to uh, any standard. They they are all like the commissions in all the different cities. The UFC don't even have a say in it. And they don't there's no actual like uh, skill required, there's no preference, there's no like they don't Judge them on how the fuck they even know about the sport. So some of these blokes, I just don't think know enough about it. They don't have ex-fighters. They need to get a lot of ex-fighters in, I reckon, to be judging. To As I think our mate Joe Rogan says it a lot, he goes, some of these people don't even know what the fuck they're watching. So how can we let them can dictate who we fight? This is people's careers, people's livelihoods on the line. And, mate, I feel for the preacher's daughter because she's obviously hurting after losing that now fight. 4'6". And so. uh, nothing you can do about it. There's no recourse. You can't get it. You can't get it turned over. You can't go to a fucking commission and appeal it. It's just what – you have to cop it on the chin. And, um, look, I don't like it. I don't like it. We see it a lot. We're she seeing it having a lot.
0: 4-6 since Rousey, mate. So Yeah, 4-6 is not great, is it? No. no. She should
1: be 5-5. Five five, like, let's be honest. And let's just uh, – yeah. So – I can't see any way they fix it going ahead. I don't know what they're going to do. Dana White's also—he's sick of it. He, he always pops off about some of these decisions. So it's out of their hands. That's the problem.
0: You know when you've commissioned Dana mate. White for his head, you clipped him over his head. You know his head's all big and that. I reckon it's because of these judges. Oh, yeah. I reckon he his gets head, flushed. It. The head grows. His yeah, head he is gets a busted, rapidly mate. expanding thing. It's a big bonce. Hey, um. Anyway. So that, that was no good. And we got no UFC this week. You've got a baby. Your mind's going to be a bit mushy. There's no pump. We're not really going to punt this week, are we? There's nothing to punt on. Look, a bit. We love them. They're Australia's greatest gambling
1: institution. Gamble responsibly, but... Look, I don't know what we'd go with. Probably haven't got a multi this week, mate. Probably haven't got a multi to go with. We could go with maybe some football or something silly, but um,
0: probably won't no, do I'm that. Go Tom
1: look. Hawkins. You... Tom Hawkins two two plus goals. That's money for James. We've Get got on, box. Mate.
0: We've got boxing to talk about too. So while why you just give us a quick rundown on the boxing from the weekend, I'll, I'll find some boxing for this week and I'll try and maybe throw a two leg your way just to give you something to just put your hard earned pennies on, mate.
1: If you're asking a man that was in a hospital. I don't know what the fuck was on this week. I can't remember what boxing have we got, Matty. What can I talk about? The listeners are waiting. Was there maybe shit. there was no boxing? I don't know. Oh, there probably was, mate, but shit. Uh, I am hard pressed to remember. I don't think there's anything memorable, to be honest. Mm. Um I don't think there's anything memorable.
0: Uh you're I you're had probably a child. right. right. Boxing Well you got I'm tell right. you what you got this Nothing. weekend. You got Otto Wallen boxing to be heavyweight. He's a dollar one. Big $1. Big we're not putting, in. $1. not putting one. In. It's just ridiculous. So we're oh, gonna no. move past him. We're gonna move Right past him, you've got we have got look, Javonta, yeah. So he's uh, he's a dollar seven. So, look, I'm going to yes. tell you the the Palmer bet value bet of the week will be his opponent, Rolando Romero, who's also yes. undefeated, right? I so know he's been beaten, he's giving you seven dollars fifty with Palmer. I miss it. Little Palmer bet, sort of left fielder. No one's expecting him to win, obviously. It's a two horse race, he's 750. He's undefeated, so he's never been beaten. So, in my opinion. That's, he's not going to win, but if you want to have a bit hey, of fun. Look at te- look know, We said is... that
1: about Bivol the other week. We were all very really dismissive of Bivol, weren't we? We were very <laughs> Bivol. Uh, we were very dark on Bivol and we, we, we said were. the exact same thing, Matthew. So maybe uh, uh,
0: Romero? Uh, what was his name again? Fuck. Romulus? No, no, no. no. What's his name? I gave Fuck. it to you. I gave it to you. Come on. Oh, I just I forgot. Anyway. Rolando. Rolando, yeah, Rolando Romero. That's the man. Ha- I'll be honest. Carlo Haruccio. Eduardo, Eduardo, Carroccio. Eduardo Carroccio. the
1: Spanish, the Spanish bullfighter. <laughs>
0: so that's uh, he's there, obviously. Uh, great bet, right?
1: Let's go two pronger. You want to go?
0: How many more you got? We're going to go Romero
1: or whatever his name yeah. was. I forgot again. Yeah, yeah. We're going to go. We're going to move that into a Tom Hawkins two plus goals because that's money for jam this week. So put okay. that in the multi, and then um, what else we got? Anything?
0: That's it. No, that's, that's it. That's it. It's
1: a two prong attack, baby.
0: Two prong. Yep. So that's right, right? But now we're going to talk about the big thing because next week, not this weekend, next weekend is an Aussie fighting, an Aussie soil fighting in front of 50,000, defending his belts, trying to gain more belts to become the undisputed, the great, the uh, ferocious Cambosis. Now, his opponent went on a football show, right? Skipped Uh coming on the world's greatest podcast. I've got a bit of a gripe over this. Whoever his PR agents are, haven't told him where to go. Haven't told him where to go. Like – He's going on to AFL Mm-mm. 360.
1: Bump steer, mate.
0: I'm also got a, I got another thing that gripes me. Oh. Right? Jared Waitley is calling the fight. Why? Tell he's me not, why, is he right? He is. The Jared Waitley. Jared Waitley. And he Robert goes, What are you I calling like the fight right, for? Because he's a Robbo goes, What guy? are you calling yeah, the fight for? It? And he goes, Well, it's Marvel fifty thousand. He well, and he's like, Yeah, but how many fights you been in? How many you, times you seen anything yeah. to do with boxing?
1: And when he fights the
0: right, gold? Exactly. And then – so then he's done that, and I thought, well, that's going. He's going well, Robbo. Then Haney comes on, and then he just, like, starts slobbering. You know, he gets all sort of weirdly drunk at the desk, and he's like, oh, oh he's well, look at you. S- you haven't even been hit, mate.
1: You look at your face. You're a model. Look at you. Yeah, but he like yeah, doesn't actually ask this.
0: questions. He just, like, uh, sort of – he gets in there. He's a close talker, and he's probably spitting on him. He's got his fucking baked bean teeth. Oh, an thinking, mate. why have you got me on this fucking show with Nerd mm. Burger One, an alcoholic fucking, I don't know what I'm going to call him, but Christ, he's like, it's the world's worst show for a slick bloke trying to promote a boxing fight, in my opinion. Yeah. He could have come on this podcast, Mako Shark. Oh, mate. And he's gone and fucking spoke to Robbo.
1: Devin Haney would have been just sitting there spinning out going, where am I at? Who am I speaking to? Why am I here? How do these blokes have a television show? What the fuck are they talking about? Who is pranking me? Devin Haney would have been thinking, uh, yeah, you're right, mate. It was a Fucking. Just... It was a shit show. He should be on Australia's hottest pod. We would hit him with some fantastic questions, some astute observations, some just lovely
0: banter, but he didn't get any of it. Did he? He got none of it? Got none of it. He just got spat on by an alcoholic. That's what he got. He is anyway, a slob, mate. He's and then, put you a know, smoke to about make 12 worse him, In smoking. a week, he's going to get smacked. And then... Um, look, I got a little insight from Ulti, but I'm not going to ruin it because I think we might have Ulti on next week. Will we not to try and preview it? Or... I, I don't know. I'm just oh, talking yeah, on of course he is. But we'll try, and get, we'll try and get Ulti on next week just <laughs> to give us the... um. We'll try and give us the, uh, you know... The rundown of what's going to happen, but we're going to um, we're going to be very excited for it. Australia. This is what Australian boxing has been working to Mako shark, in my opinion. We've had some really good local promotions, really good solid fight nights, something that's gotten everyone's appetite wet. People are mm. wet. The boxing Second. in this country, they're wet like the miles on James's point, a Few a few wet miles. Ah, yep. oh, um, very wet. Yeah. So there's a. It's just a. And this is feels to me like it's. It's, it's what it's deserved, the industry. It's, everyone's been working together and it doesn't matter if it was Cambosis, if it was whoever, right? Whoever wanted to get to this level first to be able to do this, everyone should be celebrating and it looks like everyone's almost dropping, laying down their, their battle axes and everyone's sort of part of it together, which I like. There's a lot of people sort of cross-promoting and it just seems like everyone gets it, you know, which is good. It's a good thing for the sport. And if he loses, there's a there's a rematch clause. So he'll be fighting there again in November or in yep. Sydney but he'll be it's- fighting in a stadium in Australia. So like we can't lose, right? You get an undisputed Australian heavyweight, oh, sorry, undisputed uh champion. And then if he loses, he gets another chance to win them on home soil. So you get two cracks at it. Or you get one and he's gone to the next echelon. It's it's a it's a win-win for Australian boxing in my opinion. Shark
1: so many eyes are going to be on this, millions and millions. And not only for fucking our man Cambosis himself, but all the blokes on the undercard. We've got our man, the, the Maloney brothers, they're fighting. We've got I won't even go through them. We'll talk about it next week. But so many uh, good quality local talent are on this card that are going to get eyeballs on them. They're going to get seen around the world. It's going mean, big audience. It's, uh, it's just going to be fantastic. There's just a lot to talk about. And we're going to dig deep next week, mate. We are. We'll probably get Ulti on. Maybe we'll try and get someone else on. Who knows? But shit, I'm excited.
0: Very excited. Um, so there's nothing really uh, else because there's no UFC. We've given you a couple of, uh, we've given you some cross sport punting this week. Don't tell us we can't think on our feet. We've given you a Tom Hawk mm-hmm. into uh, Rolando Romero. <laughs> um, got the big fight next Sunday. Um, we're going to have a big preview yes. of it. I reckon we're going to commit to at least a, a, a real juicy one because we've got so many Aussie fighters on there. Like you said, the Maloneys. We've got the big daddy, uh, Lucas Brown, who always likes when we say come on the pod but never actually responds. So maybe he'll one day want to come on the pod. Um, and I'm actually going to bet against yep. him. I think, Jun- I think Junior Far is going to knock yep. his tits off. I think his big sagos are going to go flying through the roof. Um, <laughs> I've been watching his training and he's doing very similar to the ball. <laughs> I've been watching his training, it's very similar to the Paul Gallon training. It makes no sense. Doesn't have a trainer, just does his own thing. Freaks me out, to be honest with you, at that level that he's just in his garage doing these weird punches. Um <laughs> I think Junior Farr's looking mate, at I'll really... tell you what, can I just say?
1: Mate, we've never had a bloke since this podcast began to have his tits knocked off. That's gonna be big. <laughs>
0: Israel well You tried it in that UFC when his tits started hitting going towards his, his rib cage. We had that weird well, he, sort he of. He had a
1: tit, but it didn't come off, baby.
0: No, nah, so his it. tits are going to get punched off. Yeah, and, the tit remained intact. Uh, we're, we're excited for it though, and Australia is, and uh, we're excited for you, Mako Shark. We're glad that the uh, it's all done now. It's you you're, now you're you're into the the crux of it all. You're a father. You're you're a multi uh, multi faceted man now. Two mm-hmm. two professions, dad. And there's not much else the shark can do, really. Let's be honest.
1: No, this is it. This is big. So, so uh, yeah, that's another podcast
0: in the bank, baby. I think we've done quite well under the other uh, trying circumstances. Kept it, kept it to about an hour, hour and ten. So this is where we're 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 doing well here, and I think the listeners are appreciating it. I want to thank Palmerbet again. Been with us since episode twelve. Talk about a commitment level. Uh, this is where we're they, mm-hmm. they're now the longest standing. Uh, punting agency to be with the world's greatest podcast in the history of podcasting so it's a match made in heaven as i say and please when listening to our silly romero rolando romero all that sort of jargon you actually do a bit of your own research because we're just trying to give you something but don't don't punt without doing your diligence mako shark Mm -hmm. always diligence on the punting and don't put don't let the punting go into the judges hands because it'll uh, it'll kill you it'll kill your day it'll ruin you. ruin it right so, yeah. thank you to you. Thank you to little baby Evie. We love her. Thank you to Samantha for allowing you to just to give us some time this you know this week. We've done it over a couple of days. It's fantastic, and we've got it. With, the listeners will love it. Thank you to the listeners. Thank you to the new listeners. Rate, review, share, do everything for us. Go and follow Big Daddy. Go and follow Wrestle Rock. Go and follow Renegades of Wrestling, and have a great weekend. And we'll speak to you next week. Take us out, Shark.
1: Absolutely, Matthew. You couldn't agree more with all that. Wrestle Rock. Get on board. It's Australia's greatest wrestling fucking promotion. We love them. Jump on board. There's still time. There's tickets available. It's on Friday night. Get down there. Corner Hotel, Melbourne. Bloody Root Me. Evie says hello, Matthew. We love you. Gamble responsibly and Bloody Root Me. Who the
2: fuck is that guy?